Good morning. All right. Let's go to the Lord in word of prayer again. Jimmy Franklin, you want to lead us? Amen. All right, Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. Who can tell me what we've been talking about? The apostles. Thank you, Chris. We've been in a study on the apostles for several weeks. Haven't gotten very far. That's okay. It took us five years to go through the end times. <laughs> I hope you ain't in no hurry. I'm not. Um, well, sometimes I get in a hurry. but uh, That was good, Jim. Thank you for that. I've been thinking about that a lot, actually. Um, the verse in James says, um, be slow to hear and quick to speak and quick to wrath, right? <laughs> I'm afraid that's how some of us read it. <laughs> yeah, it says be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. So I pray I can do that. Thank you for that. That was good. But we've been talking about the apostles, Luke chapter 6. Uh, we've been reading. I'm going to read some of that because we're starting Peter. But I'm not going to read what we've been reading necessarily. So the apostles, we've talked about many, many things. They're listed several times in the New Testament, and the lists are different. Different names. I've seen different people try to use that as evidence that the Bible has errors in it. Not true. Not true. There's, oh, by the way, I'll just make my stance clear. There's not one error in it. Not one. Not one contradiction. Not one. That's my stance. And unlike you, I don't care if people are offended. <laughs> that's just how it is. And there are things I don't understand, and that's just how it is. I just don't understand it. Um, so, not one error. But people use that. You've got those lists. You've got somebody named Thaddeus and Lebius and these. Who is that? Um, I can't go back through it all. So if this is your first time, I'm sorry. You're just going to have to go back and look. But they're listed, they're listed in the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and they're listed in Acts. They're not listed in John. Go look at those lists. They're not the same. But they really are. <laughs> it's the same people. Except in Acts, Judas is not there. Miss Peggy, right? Because he didn't attend the prayer meeting. And for good reason. He, he wasn't on earth. Um, but they're listed. So we also saw that those, those apostles are often broken down into three groups of four. And we've already talked about that. And just that first group, Peter, Andrew, James, John. And Peter's always mentioned first. And that's who we're going to start talking about. And we talked about some other things. We talked about why do they... Why did Jesus call 12? Why did he call them apostles? They were already disciples. What's the point? So we already talked about that. It was a slap in the face of Judaism, I believe. Institutionalized Judaism for him to choose 12. And uh, you just have to go study that. Apostles. We looked at um, that meaning the best thing we could come up with, I think, was ambassador. And... We also looked at the, the Sanhedrin had a, had a position called a shalia that 
they would send out. And that person spoke with the same power and authority as the Sanhedrin. And he never spoke his own opinion. He only spoke what they told him to speak. And that's, that, that's likened to that word apostles. They're going to go out. They're going to speak with the same power and authority as the one that sent them, Jesus Christ. And they don't tell their opinion. That don't mean they don't mess up. Because <laughs> they do. And that's what makes them relatable. If they were perfect, I couldn't relate to them. I, I don't relate to... Peter walking on the water, I relate to him sinking. <laughs> That's what I relate to. So how can we go out and how can we win this world and how can we spread the gospel of Jesus Christ? Because these men did it and they were just normal, everyday men. And so you can too. And I can. And so we've looked at these, these apostles. So now we're going to start looking at them individually. We're going to start, of course, with Peter. Now, like I said, we talked about those lists. You had Peter and Andrew and James and John, and I'm going to mess it up, I'm sure. And then you had, no, I'm not, I'm going to read it. <laughs> and then you had Philip and Bartholomew. I was going to mess it up next. I wasn't going to say Philip. Then you had Philip and Bartholomew, who was Nathaniel, and Thomas and Matthew. And then you had James, the son of Alphaeus, and Lebius, who was also Thaddeus who is also uh, Judas, the brother of James. And you had Simon the Canaanite, who's also Simon the Zealot. And you had Judas Iscariot. And so you have these names listed. And as you go down this list, except for Judas, now, he's, he's an exception. As you go down this list, we know less about them, pretty much. We know the most about Peter. And... <laughs> A lot of that's Peter's fault. He put himself out there. But the Holy Spirit saw fit to record it for us. So God wants us to know these things. But as you go down this list, there's not a lot we know about some of these guys. Like I said, Judas is the example. Judas is put at the bottom for a reason. And he's always signified by the tag, the traitor. That's why he's at the bottom. So as we look at Peter... I told you, one guy I read after, he, ha he has a little name or a little description for each of these apostles, and I'll, I'll probably use them. I'm definitely using Peter. I've already said it before. Peter is the apostle with the foot-shaped mouth. My daughter read that for the first time just a while ago, back there when I was looking at my notes. She said, foot. Yes, ma'am. Peter, the apostle with the foot-shaped mouth. <laughs> as soon as I said foot she started smiling she knew what I was going to say my daughter read that when I was looking through my notes for the first time back there and she said foot foot shaped mouth what are you talking about and even then I said well he, he, he said some things and spoke before he thought a lot of times and got himself in trouble oh okay <laughs> foot shaped mouth that's Peter that describes him to a T. Look at Luke chapter 6. Let's read, I'm going to read these verses as we talk about Peter. Just like I read Luke 6, 12 to, I don't know, 16 or so. And then in Acts, every time we talked about this general uh, talking with the apostles. I'm going to read this about Peter because it's a good, it's a good uh, contrast to the man. Luke chapter 6, verse 14. Well, 
Let's just start in verse 12. And it came to pass in those days he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples, and of them he chose twelve, whom also he named apostles. There's a difference between disciples and apostles. You may think that's elementary. There are a lot of people who don't know that. They don't realize that. There's a difference between the apostles and Jesus' disciples. Jesus had many, many disciples, as did other teachers in that day. He called these guys apostles. Look at 14. Simon, whom he also surnamed Peter. That's who we're talking about. Now look in Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. Let's take a look and see what this, what we can find out about the leader of the apostles. Matthew chapter 16, verse 21. From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem. And suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him. That always amazes me. He put his hands on him. Put his hands on Jesus. And began to rebuke him. (laughs) He rebuked the Lord Jesus. Saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. Jesus said in verse 23, well, he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Now, don't, don't symbolize that away. I understand. Satan is behind all of this. I got it. But he's talking to Peter. And these other disciples heard Jesus call Peter Satan. And if you don't think he's talking to Peter, read, listen to this. Thou art an offense unto me. This is the leader of the apostles. You got that? For thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. That was Peter. That was Peter. Now, for contrast, look in 1 Peter, chapter 5. 1 When you think about Peter, what do you think about? Anybody? He was bold, okay. Anybody else? He was outspoken. What, do you, what else do you think about Peter? He was converted. Okay, yeah. Thankful for that. <laughs> you mean later. <laughs> That's the one you're talking about? Okay. <laughs> and when thou art converted and strengthened the brethren? Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. Anybody else? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Arrogant. Oh. Not the leader of the apostles. Surely. What else? He denied Jesus. How many times? 
Once? Nope. Three. What else? Anybody? Walked on water. And then sank. <laughs> We've had seven responses and before the walk on water, all of them but one was negative. Yeah, it does. Not many people are going to say that. Bring up that one. Most of the time it's negative. About the leader of the apostles. Most of it's negative. But he is bold. And he is outspoken. And he is arrogant. And I'm not throwing stones because we all can be that way. It can be. And it ends up being a positive thing for Peter. But one word I like to use for him is he was brash. He's rough around the edges. <laughs> but look, I mean, we just looked at, and you, and you can think of these things, and, and we'll look at many of them as we go along studying Peter. But he seemed to speak, he seemed to answer when nobody asked him anything. Jesus would make a statement, not ask a question. He would make a statement. And the Bible says, then answered Peter. Well, I mean, nobody asked me anything. And many times when he spoke up, as what I read a while ago suggests, he stuck his foot in his mouth. He was quick to speak. Early on, he was really quick to speak. And quick to wrath, yeah. Tried to cut a guy's head off in the Garden of Gethsemane and cut his ear off. Quick to speak. He was slow to hear. And you, you know anybody like that? I do. <laughs> you start talking to them, and you can tell they're not even paying attention. They're ready to start talking. Don't be that way. That's so disrespectful. Let's be, I want to make sure I say it right. <laughs> Quick to hear, slow to speak. That's a good segue into this. But Peter, he answered, and he stuck his foot in his mouth. And he answered, and he stuck his foot in his mouth. And we'll talk about this later. I'm going to have to repeat myself. That's okay. He went on the Mount of Transfiguration, and Jesus was transfigured, and he wanted to build a tabernacle. And the Lord God speaks out of heaven and corrects him. He was brash. As long as it's not about his conversion. It's not. Okay. We think of, we, we look at Peter in particular because he's the most outspoken. And the first one to think about as being outspoken. And we talk about him being rough around the edges and brash and abrupt. But think about the task that was given to this guy. It was going to take rough men to accomplish it. Mm-hmm. It's going right. to take tough people to accomplish what they had in front of them. That's right. That's right. That's what I meant by don't talk about that yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why did Jesus call somebody bold and outspoken 
and willing to step out into the crowd no matter what anybody thought because that's what he needed out of the leader of the apostles. That's what he was going to need. But he had to refine that. He was rough around the edges. He had to smooth it. And if we skip ahead across Peter's life and look here in 1 Peter. Here he's an old man. And I'm going to say he's learned a lot. So we just read about and we talked about all these negative things and him speaking out and him, Jesus calling him Satan, saying he's an offense to him. And he don't care about the things of God. He only cares about the things of man. That's what Jesus just said to him. We just read it. But at the end here of 1 Peter, in 1 Peter chapter 5, look at these things that kind of stick out. The elders which are, I'm sorry, verse 1. The elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. And he starts speaking to the elders here. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint. Now, as I'm pointing this out, realize who we just talked about. He would speak before he thought. He'd stick his foot in his mouth. He wanted to be in charge. He's telling these people, feed the flock, but not by constraint. Keep going, but willingly. Neither for filth, filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another. And be clothed with what? <laughs> that is not the word I think of when I think of Peter. Or I should say Simon. Be clothed with humility. Oh, goodness. I think Peter learned this lesson right here. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. He, he, had got, he got it. I don't know how long it took him. But he got it. It does make a difference. It does make a difference. Age makes a difference. Look at verse 6. Humble yourselves. This is Peter. Therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. He was trying to exalt himself a lot of times. In his younger life. Verse 7. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. And look at verse... <laughs> I started not to point this out. I have to. Look at verse 14. This is the last thing I thought I would ever think about when I thought about Simon. I should really say Simon instead of Peter for a good reason. We'll talk about Simon, Peter. Greet ye one another with a kiss of charity. Can you imagine rough, brash, arrogant Peter meeting you 
in one of the assemblies and kissing you on the cheek? I can't. Well, he's not talking about a physical kiss there. Well, you don't know that. Maybe he is. That's not, these, these words is my point. That's not what I think about when I think about what I think about Simon Peter. Yeah. It's a process. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You're right. And as Betsy said, for those who couldn't hear, it's like a potter and clay. That's a good analogy. Potter and clay. And, you know, uh, another thing Peter knows all too well is it doesn't, that pot doesn't become that final pot without the fire. So you've got the potter molding the clay. It messes up. He may have to knock it off, put something, I mean... I don't even know what the process is. But I do know that sometimes they stick it in some fire. I'm sure there's, is it a kiln? Is that what it's called? But the potter's always watching. So it takes time to become what the Lord wants you to be often. Yes, ma'am. It is what he saw in Peter. It does. It takes pressure to make a diamond. I keep repeating myself. I don't know why anybody would want to, but I know several people are listening to this um, as it's being recorded and stuff. But it does take pressure. And we'll look at that in Peter's life. And we'll look at some things the Bible doesn't record that are legend that may or may not be true about Peter and how he died and what he did in the end. But it's amazing to me, is the point that I wanted to make with those verses, to go back and look at what we, what comes to the top of our mind, and it, and it always does, about anybody. We rarely, rarely think of people's positive attributes, we think of their negative attributes. I do. And it's this way with Peter. I'm amazed. And if God can do that to Peter, that's the point. 
God can do that with us. So there is none of this, I can't do this for Jesus because I'm this, I'm not worthy. I'm not. Hey, the devil's going to bring that up. He's going to fight you with it tooth and nail. The Lord's wanting you to do something. You can't do that. Trust me. Who do you think you are getting up in front of them teaching Sunday school? Trust me. You probably know what I'm talking about. Getting up trying to preach. Other, other preachers in here? It's not us. It's Christ in us. That's the important thing. And you ain't got to teach Sunday school or preach either. Everybody has a part. So Peter, he was, of course, the leader of the group. I hope I don't have to explain that. Surely you know that. He just was. Anytime the apostles are mentioned as a group or any group, subgroup of the apostles who's mentioned first Peter look in uh, Matthew 17 at this amazing event in the life of Christ Matthew chapter 17 he's about to go up into a mount and be transfigured. And he wants to take some men that he trusts. Holy. And in verse 1 it says. And after six days. Jesus taketh Peter. James. And John his brother. And bringeth them up. Into an high mountain apart. And was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun. And his raiment was white as light. Let's stop there. Because oftentimes, when you read something about Peter, and it's positive, if you read three verses later, it's going to turn into something negative. I want to focus on the positive. Jesus took him. And his name was mentioned first. I don't want to read too far, because he's going to try to build a tabernacle. And you know it's bad when the God of heaven speaks and has to correct you. That's bad. And when I think about that, I wonder who heard it. How embarrassing is that? And even that, he didn't learn his lesson. <laughs> so when Jesus went to the Mount of Transfiguration, he took Peter, James, and John. That's that inner circle of three we talked about. So you can take all these apostles down into this inner circle of three. Now, you can take that further, in my opinion, down to one, and it's not Peter. It's John, because he was there with him at the cross. Now, even John fled in the garden, but he was there at the cross. So this inner circle of three, anytime it's mentioned, Peter's first. And that's important. Look at uh, Matthew 26, just a few pages over. Another important time in the life of Christ. Matthew 26. Verse 36. Now, no, I don't want to start with verse 36. Because this, just like I said, I want to give him credit. 
because just like I said, it's gonna, it starts with a positive, it turns into a negative. Oftentimes, well, some of his negatives are turned around and followed by a positive. And this is one of those times, so let's just read it. Look at verse 30 of Matthew 26. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. <clears throat> then saith Jesus unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night, for it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. But after I am risen again, I will go forth, you, go forth before you into Galilee. What's at the end of that verse? Is it, what punctuation? It's a period. It's not a question mark. That statement Jesus made is not up for debate. Except for Peter. Look at verse 33. Peter answered, nobody asked him anything. And said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. Well, that sounds like us. Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this night, before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. That wasn't even good enough. That statement that Jesus made is not up for debate. Except for with Peter. Verse 35, Peter said unto him, Though I should die with you, I'm sorry, not you, though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. And likewise said all the, the disciples. He was the leader. He said it, all the rest of them said it. Later on, when you see after Jesus has died, when you see him go, go fishing, who led the group? Peter said, I go a fishing. And the rest of them said, we're going with you. So Jesus just told him, you're, you're going to deny me. You're not what you think you are yet. And that's followed in verse 36 with what I really wanted to read. <clears throat> Talking about Peter's name being first. Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter. And the two sons of Zebedee, which, by the way, are James and John. There is no way I would have taken Peter. You can sit on your high horse if you want to, Brother Lynn. <laughs> and you can say, I would have took him. I would not have taken him. But Jesus did. Jesus did. His ways are higher than our ways. They're not our ways. He sees what we don't. Keep it coming. <laughs> and so Peter is going to partake in something here that I think he's going to go back and look on it. I, I know he is. The Bible don't tell us that. The Bible does not say, and Peter reflected on the time in the garden, but I know he did. He had just said that I'll die with you before I let somebody take you and kill you. I'm with you to the end. They go to the garden and he falls asleep. And Jesus comes, not just him, all of them. Peter, James, and John all fell asleep. And Jesus comes back and wakes them up and says, Could y'all not pray with me one hour? My soul is exceeding sorrowful. They, he needs them. 
and he leaves and they sit there and they pray hard no they fall asleep and when Jesus returns he doesn't speak to James he doesn't speak to John he speaks to Peter and we'll read that later and said what could you not watch with me one hour You're going to die for me, and you can't pray and watch with me one hour? Oh, man, that sounds like me. Sounds like me. I want to do these big things, I think. And I can't even do the small things most of the time. How can I do the big things? I'd never do anything if it wasn't for the Lord. And <laughs> Peter set way. So he went to the mount, and he went to the garden, and he took with him Peter, James, and John. All right, I'm going to skip that. So we see Peter's mentioned first when these apostles are mentioned. When these groups are mentioned, Peter's mentioned first. These men, Peter, James, and John, who will probably, I don't know, maybe talk about, I don't know who we're going to talk about next, but they'll be at the beginning. These men saw things that the others did not see. We just read two of them, but that's not all. The others didn't see the Mount of Transfiguration, only Peter, James, and John. The others weren't part of that part of the garden where Jesus was praying hard. That was just Peter, James, and John. Um, we quit at 10.20. Okay. I better just quit then because it's 10.19. So next time we're going to talk about his name. Simon. You ain't going to be here, are you? You got something you want to say? <laughs> okay. Save that for John. There you go. But you're right. Yeah. John's my favorite. Peter's the one I most identify with. Yeah, I can't identify with what, what, I, what I think about John. What I think about John is pretty much the opposite of what I think about Peter. Really shouldn't be that way, though. Um, Ma'am? <laughs> as rough as Peter was and he did try to cut a man's head off but he didn't want to call fire down and kill a bunch of people like James and John are going to end up doing so we all have our part in that <laughs> that type of mentality um, and if any time we think we don't we better watch it take heed when we think we stand a lot of times that's when we end up falling so Peter is definitely one I can identify with next time we're going to talk about his name Simon Peter Cephas he had three names we've already talked about that so y'all know that alright let's dismiss in prayer Jim you want to dismiss us